Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got a crazy story of an entitled mother ruining a birthday. But first, a story from one accident 8015. Neighbors think my life now revolves around them. So on today's episode of What the Freak from the Neighbors, I need to have them approve when I do things that make any sort of noise. My neighbor just ran my doorbell to tell me his wife said to stop hammering. I was dumbfounded. I just kind of stared and said, excuse me? And he informed me that we would be unable to make any sort of noise for the next few months because of their baby. To which I laughed in his face and closed the door. And now his wife is screaming at my door and he's messaging me to please just do what his wife says. So some background, my spouse bought this house in 2011. Both houses are single family detached homes. Both lots are 1.5 lots, so there's 33 feet roughly between our houses compared to the 6 feet for the rest of the street. The neighbor's husband was already in his house, I moved in 8 years ago. Shortly after, saw the neighbor for the first time and it was someone I've known since I was 4. Went to school all the way through high school together, we're 40. 3 years ago he met someone, she had at the time a 2 year old girl. She would stay at his house and I would constantly find the kids wandering the streets. They would just send her outside with no supervision, no toys, no fenced yard, and expect her to entertain herself. The child was and still is nothing but a brat. Two years ago, she moved in with her daughter. I run a daycare so my yard is full of fun toys. But we also have three other fenced off areas. One for our pool in the summer, one for our dogs, and one for our hot tub. All three have separate fences and self-closing gates, plus my external fence is six feet. During 2020, when COVID hit, the kids were doing virtual schooling from home. She never actually did it. She would be ringing my doorbell in the middle of the day asking me to open my yard for her. I would explain she can't be here when I have daycare kids and my daughter will come out to play after supper. She went to their backyard, dragged patio furniture to my fence and climbed in. Who knows how long she was actually in there, but she decides that she was done and then couldn't get out. The latch for my main gate is at the very top, so the babies can't open it when my back is turned. She started screaming. I ran out in a panic. Took her home, explained what happened to mom, and mom gave me crap for not just allowing her to play. I face a $100,000 fine if she's caught on my property during daycare hours. I explained this. She still snapped and called me a witch. I left it at that. Happened a handful more times. I started sending them daycare invoices still kept happening. I finally told them I would have to call the police next time, which I did, except this time, mom and grandpa were both sitting outside on the stairs and watched her do it. Also never bothered to come help her open the gate when she started screaming. Police gave them crap and told them to stop or mom would be charged with child endangering. 
I now have proximity sensors at the top of my fence and get a notification if anything goes over my fence. It's gotten better as she's gotten older, so last summer we set up our above ground pool. Just ordered a new pump and system with a heater. Pool was half filled. I'd also just done up all my planters. I casually glance at my security cameras and see her by the pool. I head out. Main gate was open as the neighborhood kids were running from yard to yard playing. She took it upon herself to go to the pool and take buckets of soil from my planters and dump it into the pool. $400 damage to my brand new $1,000 pump and heater system that was up less than 4 hours. I snapped and screamed at her to get out of my yard and not come back. She is not allowed in my yard at all unless me or my spouse is there. Now to current time, they had a new baby last week, and me hammering in my basement is disturbing them and their house 33 feet away, and they expect me to wait until the fall to finish my project. So I'm currently sitting on my bench outside, enjoying a glass of water with my outdoor speakers playing metal while I mow the lawn which is much more louder than the little bit of hammering. I'll finish that tonight, after dark. I'm just trying to figure out how OP would have a $100,000 fine. How does that, where would that ever come from? Are they, as a babysitter, getting paid like $5 million a year? If you were OP in this situation, and you had this serial trespassing kid neighbor, would you be constantly terrified about the thought of them potentially getting into your yard, climbing into the pool themselves, and something going wrong? Do you think OP should just call some kind of authority, CPS, or the police every time this happens from now on? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from MamaBucket123. Parent and kid get mad at the swimming pool. So this story takes place years ago when my daughter was learning how to swim at the local YMCA. I'd bought her a nice pair of goggles so she could see in the water while learning how to swim. There's a group of three or four kids that were playing nearby that caught her attention. The one little girl came over and was being really nice to her and started talking to her. I was very excited for her because I know making friends can be difficult. So the kids start striking up a conversation and I noticed that my daughter took her goggles off and handed them to the little girl. The little girl then puts them on and swims away from my daughter. My daughter just kind of sat there, frozen in the water, looking deflated. I saw her try to go over and talk to the girls, but then they started to swim away from her, ignoring her completely. I went over to where my daughter was, and I asked her what the problem was. She said the little girl was talking to her, and asked her if she could play with her, but wanted to use her goggles. So my daughter, as generous as she is, let her have the goggles. However, as soon as the little girl got her hands on the goggles, she didn't want anything to do with my daughter anymore. I was mad. I went over to where the little girl was and I told her that I needed the goggles back that you borrowed from my daughter. She looked at me nervously but gave me the goggles back. Then her and her friends swim away towards where I'm assuming their parents were. Of course, about five minutes later, the mother comes over in my direction. She said to me, Why did you take those goggles away from my daughter? They aren't yours. I said, you're right. They're my daughter's. She says, well, she isn't using them. She can barely swim. She should just let her use them instead of hogging them to herself. I then told her that if she did a better job at raising her daughter, then the two of them would be sharing, playing together, and having fun. But here we are, because her daughter manipulated mine into handing over her goggles and letting her think that they were going to play together. 
I told her that I didn't have time to deal with garbage human beings and she should get back on her side of the pool. She gave me a dirty look as she walked back to her seat. It definitely became apparent that my daughter felt uncomfortable after that and wanted to leave. It is such a big pill to see my daughter have to swallow, realizing that people could be so crappy sometimes. Honestly, I just hope later on that the daughter thinks of that moment and thinks about OP there, getting their goggles back and then telling that lady off, calling them a garbage human being and talking them down to go walk back off to their side of the pool. Like yeah, the overall humanity of that situation probably sucks, but at least you'd be able to know that not only is your mom awesome, but has your back. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has awesome stories, like our next story from Cole the GSD, entitled Mother Gets Mad I Won't Let Her Kid Say Hi to My Dog. Disclaimer, my dog used to be an owner-trained service dog in training. Currently, this is under review, as I'm questioning washing him. So I will be saying was and referring to him as a working dog for now. Colton is my 100-pound, one-year-old German Shepherd, and I've had quite a few incidents involving entitled parents pawning their child or children off on my dog without permission, in and out of vest. But there is this one incident in particular that definitely takes the cake as the worst entitled mother I've ever met. At the time of this incident, Cole was probably around 9 months. I was at a local pet-friendly park to go over public training with Cole. I go to this particular park quite often and had never run into any problems until this point. This is probably where I should mention why I had a service dog in training. I had Cole for multiple reasons, but the main reason was for my anxiety. I am prone to severe panic attacks that can hinder my ability to go about life as normal, and Cole was task trained to help with this. During the park trip, things started off relatively normally. I was going over basic commands with Cole, but after a while the park started getting unusually busy for the times I go, and I started feeling slightly overwhelmed. I contemplated leaving, but considering I haven't even gotten halfway through the training session, I just moved further away from the larger crowds, near the jungle gym part of the park, to a quieter, shadier area. After going through the basics for a while longer, I move on to DPT training. For those who don't know what DPT is, it stands for Deep Pressure Therapy. It's a technique used to ground anxiety patients. Essentially, I lay on the ground and my dog lays over top of me, think weighted blanket. Relaxing slightly, I decide to close my eyes. Two minutes later though, I hear kids running around me and open my eyes to a group of four to five young kids playing tag. No big deal, I thought, so I closed my eyes and ignored them. Literally moments later though, I feel Cole moving more on top of me and then he all but jerks to the side. I open my eyes to see the group of kids that were playing tag, now standing and sitting around me, petting and pulling Cole's harness. How I didn't notice sooner is beyond me, but nevertheless, I was mad for like two seconds until I reminded myself that these were kids and decided I'd use this moment as a teaching lesson. Excuse me, please don't pet my dog, I said politely. The kid said, why not? He's just laying down. I say, well, you have to ask people before petting their dogs. They may not be friendly or they could be nervous around people. You see, my dog's working. This vest he wears, it says do not pet because he's doing a very important job right now and can't be distracted. It's for my safety. 
The kids ask a few more questions, which I answer to the best of my ability, and they apologize and walk away. I was happy with myself. I managed my anxiety and handled the situation pretty well. I also managed to teach these kids some important manners about meeting dogs and service dogs. I was content, so I closed my eyes again and laid back, assuming the situation was over. I was poorly mistaken. I just want to say now that I do not blame these kids for what's about to happen. A good amount of time later, I hear someone's footsteps heading in my direction, allowing me to know someone was walking up to me. But not just walking up to me, they were stomping up to me. And then I hear someone obnoxiously clearing their throat. I open my eyes to see this middle-aged woman with her hands at her hips glaring at me. Excuse me? This woman sounded very annoyed and impatient. Now, another thing you should all know about my anxiety is that I'm not good at confrontation. Like, at all. Is something wrong, ma'am? I asked politely, trying to stay calm. Uh, yeah, something's wrong, she sassed. Did you tell my child and their friends that they can't pet your dog? I say, uh, I don't know who your kid is, but yeah, I did ask a group of kids earlier to not pet my dog. Why? Uh Uh-huh, well, that was my kid. And I just want to know why you think you have the right to parent my kid and their friends and tell them what they can and cannot do. I say, excuse me? I was stuttering and utterly confused. My people skills aren't great, my social skills lack a lot, and my anxiety makes communication and confrontation really hard. I know these things and accept them. I fully understand that I may not pick up on every social cue and can be overly sensitive at times. But even without my anxiety, you have to keep in mind that I'm a minor who's laying on the ground with a grown woman literally standing over top of me. The situation wasn't great. You heard me, she shouted. Or are you stupid or something? For your information, the word she used wasn't stupid. I swear I was shocked. I couldn't believe an adult actually said that out loud and to a child nonetheless. I could feel my anxiety rising by the millisecond and Cole was positioning himself further on top of me to keep me from shaking like a leaf. I didn't respond right away and it took me a moment to gather myself. I said, ma'am, my dog is a service dog. He literally has patches on him that say, do not pet. Your kids distracting him can put my life at risk. He's not here for entertainment. He, I was cut off by, you guessed it, entitled mother. That doesn't matter. You're probably just faking for attention. And besides, your dog's just laying there. He's not doing anything. So my kid and their friends should be allowed to say hi. At this point, I'm on the verge of tears and I'm gripping Cole's harness for dear life. I'm at the point where I can no longer formulate words or keep my thoughts straight. I knew I was about to have a panic attack because I was a mess. Luckily though, the commotion seemed to have attracted other people, specifically adults who came over to help. I don't remember much, just people talking to a entitled mother loudly and her stomping away with her child, I presume, and some adults crouched beside me asking if I was okay. I managed to convince the adults I was fine, and I called my parents to pick me up. I explained some of the situation, and they were pissed, rightly so, and even considered filing a report, but I was against it. I never saw the mom or kid again, but I did see some of their friends on a walk past the park. 
They all apologized to me and said they all told their parents how nice I was being and explaining everything they learned about service dogs. Entitled mother just took it way out of hand. But it's okay. It's almost been a year since this happened and I'm over it. I actually find it pretty humorous and laugh at how crazy Entitled Mother was now. Glad I've never run into her again though. These are the people that you wish you could somehow just sit them in a chair and pound into their head how little respect they have for literally any other person besides themselves or somebody that they personally care about. They see this kid training with their dog that is clearly a service dog and this entitled mother just goes full me 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 my kid my kid mode. Don't even dare look at my kid if it suggests you're trying to tell them to do anything. Only I get to boss my kid around. It's one of those people that make you just want to go, oh my god, just shut up and get in the real world. Snap out of that perfect controlled world you think you can spin around with your fingers and realize you or your kid are not infallible. Our next story is from Rainbow Road 44. Entitled mother ruins my 21st birthday by conveniently neglecting to tell me that the child I, female 21, nanny is sick, despite knowing I have an autoimmune-related chronic illness. I, female 21, southern US, nannied for entitled mother for two years. I have a chronic illness which nobody knows the cause of, but is theorized to be autoimmune as over 90% of cases test positive for autoimmune antibodies. If I get a flare-up, I'll be sick for a week and a half, while a normal person might be sick for three days. I also get deconditioned and fatigued. Entitled Mother was told of my illness at the beginning of my job. I cared for Entitled Mother's two children, Max and Daisy, five and eight. Max is not potty trained despite being five. He just turned five recently and Entitled Mother mentioned several times she was trying to potty train him. I saw the kid potty but he didn't use it while I was there and refuses to wipe himself. I have let him go directly into my hands while he was lying on the floor, not three feet from the nearest toilet, because he threw a tantrum and didn't want to. And yes, I wiped his butt after. He threw toys at me and tantrums often. He breaks things and then points to me and yells, It's your fault. Daisy's bullied kids and screams bloody murder randomly to get attention. She calls Max names, stupid, dumb, annoying. Her favorite game is rich versus poor, where of course, every time she makes me poor. If I go to the bathroom, she'll stand outside and she sneaks around, steals things she isn't allowed to have, goes through my belongings, grabs things without asking, and has broken my phone before. One time I told her I'd ran out of phone data, so I couldn't let her use it, and her response was, just buy a new one. I want to be clear, I am not blaming the kids. They mimic behaviors that were modeled by others. They seem normal, but I don't know if they have any issues. This is to show how much I gave to the job. Entitled mother neglected to tell me the kids were sick four times during the past few months. First time, Daisy's always hyper. I try to be patient with her because I genuinely don't know if she has behavioral issues, and it's not my place to ask. Today, she was calm and had bedhead. She was in casual clothes, but I thought nothing of it. The entitled mother says nothing. When she's gone, Daisy brags to me that she stayed home from school. I asked why, and she said, I'm sick. I panicked, but I figured entitled mother was just busy taking care of two young kids and forgot to mention it. When she came home, she made a beeline to Daisy. I think she thought I was out of earshot because she whispered to her quietly saying, Poor baby, how are you? Do you feel better? 
Luckily, I have great hearing and caught it. As soon as I went home, I cleaned off. Second time, again, Entitled Mother acted like nothing was wrong. I wasn't told her kids were sick. When she left, they said, Guess what? I ask what? And Daisy says, Again, we're sick. I decide to probe and ask, How do you know? Max says, I threw up twice. Daisy jumps in, I threw up once. I asked when and Max said, Yesterday. I got a cold as soon as I got home and was mildly sick for the rest of the week. At this point I realized I was intentionally not being told and told family members I wanted to quit. They told me how mean and terrible I was because you're helping a mother and they can't help it and my babies. Third time, I went to take care of Max. I was told it would be easy and only for a few hours. Within 15 minutes, I hear ear-splitting crying and go upstairs to find Max sobbing that he had diarrhea and nightmares. I felt bad, so I changed him and wiped the liquid poo off his bare butt. I put him back to bed, and he woke up again with more diarrhea. I repeat the cycle, and he tells me after I'm done, Can I tell you a secret? I say, Yes, of course. What? He says, I'm sick. I have a cold. He hugs me because he's scared and sneezes into my face. Entitled Mother again mentions absolutely nothing when she comes home. After that session, I was sick for a week with diarrhea, stomach cramps, brain fog, and joint pain during finals week. At this point, I decided I was going to quit. Yet again, I was gaslit and told I would regret my decision, but I made up my mind. Fourth time, this was the last day after I made up my mind to quit, I was told again this day would be easy. Max woke up within 15 minutes sobbing. I waited a few minutes to see if he goes back to sleep. I then hear the biggest fit of coughing I've ever heard. So I go upstairs and lo and behold, he's coughing up a storm and says he woke up with nightmares and needed to be changed. I changed him, luckily not diarrhea, but still vile, and he told me again, can I tell you a secret? I have a little cold. I feel nauseous and I have diarrhea and cough. He was terrified, so I stayed in the room with him until the session ended. He coughed the whole time. Again, Entitled Mother mentioned nothing. I should mention that one of these times, three out of four of them were date nights. Only one was school related. Also, Entitled Mother knew that I'd gotten sick after one of the dates. The I have a secret phrasing makes me think the kids were told not to tell me they were sick. I don't regret being there for the kids while they were sick or being there with Max when he was scared and couldn't sleep. I do feel upset that I'm missing an important event because of something that was easily preventable. The Entitled Mother was nice and accommodating otherwise, but this was something serious that affected me a lot. So here I am, sick for four days, with my 21st birthday three days away, and I will spend it ill, unable to go anywhere with an autoimmune flare-up. My birthday, health, and Memorial Day weekend for that matter, is ruined because Entitled Mother decided that her being overwhelmed was a bigger problem than me being chronically ill. As painful as it is to know that these kids might get lesser care, I think this is definitely a situation that OP had to think for themselves and put themselves forward because nobody else was going to. I'm wondering if OP was complaining to Entitled Mother at all about not being told that they were sick. 
Just from the way OP wrote it, it sounds like they didn't really make it that much of an issue. I just would have liked to have seen OP try to kind of make a contingency type thing where when their kids are sick, let me know. Otherwise, I'm quitting the next time this happens. Like, maybe it would have improved at that point. I mean, it was an entitled mother, so probably not, but who knows? And our final story of the day is from Single Evening 9793. Entitled mother demands that we leave a park just because of scars. Also calls us predators in the process? The cast is me, male, my husband, male, and entitled mother, female. Background, my husband has a lot of old self-harm scars and other scars on his arms and legs, which are pretty hard to hide without long sleeves and pants. We went out to a park that was pretty close to our house that I used to go to a lot alone. Stopped going alone when they built a playground there and there were a lot of kids and the moms always gave me side glances if I sat around too long. I get why, but it still sucks. We walked around for a while and decided to sit at a bench that was pretty close to the playground. Neither of us felt like walking to find another one and it seemed fine to sit there. My husband ended up taking off his hoodie just because it was very hot out. 15 or so minutes later, this lady comes up to us. She says, hey, could you maybe leave? My son's playing over there. Husband says, wait, why do we have to leave? She says, I don't want my son to see those gross things, referring to the scars. I say, we're not doing anything, just ignore us. Entitled mother clearly gets upset that we didn't listen to her and storms off. I wanted to leave since I was pretty uncomfortable, but we ended up staying for a little longer. Entitled mother comes back after a little while. I thought I told you to leave. Husband says, it's a public park. We don't have to leave just because you said so. Entitled mother talking to me said, why don't you and your friend just leave? Those marks are disgusting. I show my ring and say, he's my husband. Also, his scars are none of your darn business to begin with. We aren't hurting you in any way. The entitled mother looks offended and says, Oh, ew, you're one of those Essler. No wonder you're over here, you predators. Husband said, don't call us that. The entitled mother says, whatever. I'm calling the police on you. Drops the Essler again. I say, do it, since you're clearly the one harassing us. Entitled mother walks off to call the police or something, and we wait for the cops to come. We waited for a while, and eventually the police came. The cops say, what's exactly the issue? The entitled mother says, they're harassing me. These F-slur, again, I swear, if you're going to insult me based on nothing but my sexuality, at least get creative with it. SMH homophobes are predators, and they clearly like my son. We explained what actually happened. They seemed pretty annoyed that they had to come for something so dumb. They ended up giving entitled mother a ticket for disturbing the peace or something, and left pretty quickly. Entitled Mother kept throwing a tantrum, but we left afterwards, not really wanting to get more slurs. Also because she was giving us both bad flashbacks from our own homophobic parents. I feel bad for Entitled Mother's kids though, hope he can get away from her once he grows up. Sadly, I feel like that kid is almost assuredly not going to get away from those parents when they grow up. More than anything, I think this is like Entitled Parents The Next Generation. They're going to hand down a pure hatred for anybody that differs from them. They're going to pass down that self-awarded right to drop the F-slur whenever they want. And they're going to walk around the streets expecting a trail of gold to be left behind where they once stood. And if there isn't any gold trailing them, it's somehow your fault. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. 
Now, if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or, if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time for some more stories.